0: Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to
1: bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look.
0: Do you dream of
1: creating picture books that will change a child's life? Start with your own. Learn how to write the story only you can tell at this year's Picture Book Summit, a world-class online conference for picture book authors and illustrators. We hope to see you there on October 2nd, 2021. Visit picturebooksummit.com for more information. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like
0: you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams.
1: Kirsty can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit Kirstencall.com. that's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com, and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I
0: can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirsty. I don't want to be sappy,
1: but our book today is Tremendous. You're right. Today we're talking about Tremendous, Diary of a Not-Yet-Mighty Oak by Bridget Hios and Mike Chicatello. This informational fiction story catalogs the journey of one tiny acorn as she grows into a mighty oak tree. I love the delightful voice and how expressive
0: illustrations enhance the whimsical nature of this story.
1: (laughs) They really do. And I love how much information is woven into the story and the art so that kids don't even realize that they're learning. It's the perfect kind of story for teachers.
0: We're excited to talk with Bridget and Mike to learn about how this story grew into a book. Let's get started.
1: Well, Bridget, we're going to start with you. I don't think I'll be able to look at an acorn the same way ever again (laughs) after reading your wonderful story. Can you share with us the inspiration for this book?
2: Sure. I got the inspiration for Tremendous when my daughter was little and, you know, we go through walks in the neighborhood and one year there were just all these acorns. I think some years the oak trees together produce more acorns. And so we'd always collect them wherever we went, we would just play with the acorns. You know, when your kids are little, it doesn't take much to entertain (laughs) them or me. And so we would just collect the acorns and line them up and things like that. And at the same time, It was like Beatrix Potter in our neighborhood, and we (laughs) lived in a city neighborhood. Now we have more trees where we live, but it was like a lot of concrete, and there was a parking lot across the street. But all of a sudden, like my son found a baby bunny, and then this duck started appearing, and it was like the talk of the town. All the kids over at the school across the street would be like, I saw the duck. And then we saw that the mother duck had laid eggs and made a nest over in the grotto at the school. And so it was just a really cool time. And I started reading more about the trees and it said that a lot of wildlife eats acorns. So that's why if there's a year where there's more acorns, there's more wildlife. And so I just wanted to write a kind of an ode to a tree and, um, based on that was provided a lot of entertainment (laughs) to us living in the city. I um, love it. That's great.
0: That's
3: fantastic.
0: So Mike, what made you say yes to working on this project?
3: Oh, because it's Bridget's book. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) To have such an opportunity to work with Bridget right out of the gate, I was very interested. And then when I read the text, I saw, you know, how much, personality she put into this acorn and what that would mean for a child reading this book or hearing this book to see, you know, what they will grow to be. It's wonderful to share this book with kids and to see their eyes light up at, you know, this little acorn and what it grows to be and it's fantastic. So For me, it was a (laughs) no-brainer. It's a magical book to read aloud to children. They get so much out of it. The teachers get so much out of it. It was just the opportunity to turn an acorn into a little character that talks. So yeah, I love stuff like that. It's
1: adorable. Oh
0: my goodness. And your illustrations are so expressive.
1: It really is wonderful. Can you give us a look, Bridget, into the writing process for this story? Did you always have in mind that you wanted that diary format?
2: I knew I wanted to start with the acorn, you know, and I wanted it to be an oak tree and Mike did such a great job bringing that little acorn to life. I think I probably always wanted it to be the tree telling its own story. I think I have that mindset of thinking that everything is like alive and talking (laughs) So I think I just think of everything that way, that they have their own little personalities. And so that's why I wanted the tree to talk about herself. Like I wrote about a fly that talked about himself and he kind of had the voice of my dad. So he was a male fly. And then the tree, I'm not sure, maybe it would be like more my daughter's voice since she was the one that would always be with me. I did a lot of research on trees and then read out specifically. And Mike and I on these stories have to work together to get the illustrations and we're working on another book now that is oh wow thing so it's really fun although it's a lot of work for Mike for everybody (laughs) yeah the tree it's just a lot of research and then just organizing it's pretty clear once I get started what needs to be included based on you know you being a teacher what kids learn at that age level about a tree and just including all the important stuff like photosynthesis and sprouting and the basic needs of a tree and the timeline. So I feel like with a nonfiction book like this, it's mostly research and then figuring out the voice. And then it kind of is pretty natural to tell the story from that point.
3: Can we talk about that voice for a second? Because <laughs> I have not had the opportunity to hear Bridget read the book yet. Oh. But I've read the book several times to schools. And I have developed my own read aloud voice and Ooh. it is so much fun to read this book to students and just it flows like so well. So I appreciate the voice that you gave the acorn. The whole voice of the book is just fantastic. So oh, yeah, thank it's, you. it's great.
0: Mike, would you be willing to do your acorn voice for us? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: oh, uh, <laughs> see, It's not really the voice of the acorn. I'm not like actually doing like a cartoon voice. I will fully admit I do voices for characters. But this is the voice of how I flow through the book. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like me to, I will read a page for you with my read-aloud voice.
2: Yes, I'm
3: Year one, day one, April 5th. Hello, world. They say from the smallest acorn, the mightiest oak tree grows. I hope that's true. We'll read more than one page because it's just, you can't really get the full effect. <laughs> Year two, April 5th. I'm turning one today. Oh, how I wish to be a tree like all my relatives in the forest. That's my grandmother over there. And those are my aunts and uncles. Of course, there are other families in the forest, too, like the walnuts. They're a little nutty, if you ask me. (laughs) The florals, which have a certain buzz about them. (laughs) And the pines. That one family—he always goes overboard with Christmas decorations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay. Thank you, Mike. That was fantastic. So, Bridget, do uh, you have an acorn voice?
3: I think we just developed a read aloud off.
2: <laughs> yeah, right co- I we think there's a competition from there. <laughs> and funny that today is April 5th. So that was perfect. You are right. Oh wow! <laughs> Though the forest is filled with trees. I mainly hang out with my brothers and sisters. We're just an average family, all 10,000 of us. My twigmates and I are especially close, sometimes too close. Ugh, scooch over. September 22nd. It's getting cooler. One by one, plink, my brothers and sisters fall until finally, we. it's my turn. Um. Now what? September 24th, by mom's side, we have it made in the shade, but each of us must find our own place in the sun.
3: I'm trying to picture Bridget going to uh, Barnes & Noble when we're able to do in-person stuff again and reading books in Barnes & Noble how she holds them to the side while she's sipping coffee or tea. Right? <laughs>
1: so <laughs> lovely. Oh my so goodness. So lovely. I, we can't wait till we're all back and watching live events, right? I know. In yes. person. So Mike, can you give us
0: a look into your illustrative process for this book? And it sounds like you did some research. So can you talk to us about that?
3: Sure. The research was looking at a lot of trees, which I love to do. <laughs> and there happens to be a northern red oak, which is our tree for this bug, right around the corner from our house in front of the middle school. Uh, we were taking our boys over to the playground quite a bit. And I would say, I have to go over to the tree. And so they would come over with me and we'd look at all the acorns that had fallen. And we were like looking at the new ones growing or the ones that are on the ground and you know, just observing the bark and the branches, and then what they look like while they're on the branch. So a lot of observing from life, but then also a lot of research online and trying to find all that information and scouring different science websites about like how what does the acorn look like at that stage? I haven't found the right image yet for that specific piece of information. Uh, mm. So yeah, a lot of a lot of research went into it. so
0: how about the actual art itself the illustrations how do you do those
3: i draw on an ipad pro and that is a lot of practical reasoning all of my art is done on on digital because i have twin six-year-olds who at the time were five when i was doing this book i have to be present and around and i can't just you know go up to my studio and you know shut the door and then spend hours upon hours drawing i have to be on the couch like monitoring, like who's jumping off the couch or, (laughs) you know, like, you know, I'll be, I'll be set up in the kitchen drawing in the kitchen while we're making lunches or, you know, I'll grab 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. So it's very much a practical reason why I I do digital. So all my drawings are digital. My sketches will go through and I'll take reference photos that I pull together and then put them through and I'll do that to do my sketches and then build on that for the next level of detail and then follow on color sketches and then color tests and then we go into full color after that. But just series upon series of drawings, all digital.
1: I love that. So if you say I have 10 minutes, what can I get done in this 10 minutes? And those 10 minutes add up.
0: That's totally how I do it because, Mike, as you know, I have five kids and I have a very busy household <laughs> and it really is the way that I get my picture books done is like, oh my goodness, everyone's quiet. I have 10 minutes <laughs> and i <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> let me dig into this for 10 minutes. And it's amazing how much you can get done in the crack. In the know.
1: cracks. I like that.
0: Yeah. Well said. So it's- we have one more question for both of you and let's start with you, Mike. When someone reads Tremendous, what do you hope they feel or learn? Tremendous. I
3: hope they feel tremendous. When we read in schools, I love to see the children's eyes pop open when they realize the time span involved for the acorn to grow into that mighty oak tree and how long it takes for the tree to grow to actually bear its own fruit and, you know, have the acorns and the flowers on it. And then I ask the children, I'm like, how tall do you think you're going to be in 20 years? And I said, you're going to be as tall as an oak tree. And they are like, <laughs> no. But this is just to hope that they make a connection with time and that the growth that they'll go through themselves over a certain amount of time. See, they might be a little seed now, but eventually they're going to be a tree.
1: I love that. All right, Bridget, we're going to ask you, when someone reads Tremendous, what do you hope they feel or learn?
2: I hope that they feel a sense of wonder of nature and just how amazing it is that an acorn becomes a tree and what all has to happen for it to become a tree. You know, it has to be buried and forgotten and have the right amount of sunlight and not get disturbed, you know, until it's big enough to withstand disturbances. And that's something I always try to think about is every day, just appreciate the fact that it's sunny today, like it's incredible that we live on a planet with sunshine and to never let any problems or anything overshadow the fact that just that we're here is a really big deal. And then to learn about trees and the correlation of like growth. That's one reason why I wanted the acorn to tell the story herself is because I knew she was going to become a tree. That was the point of the story, but the acorn didn't know that. And nobody really knows when they start something, how it's going to progress. And so It's just to take that faith that if you are patient and go about the steps needed, that big things can happen from something small.
0: A big thank you to Bridget and Mike for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Tremendous. Check out the show notes to learn more about Bridget and Mike and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave us a review. Thanks for listening and happy, happy looking. looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirstie Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.